Welcome to the Jesus Joy and Java podcast, three-part Christmas series. I am your host, Patty Nava. Let's grab a cup of Java and sit back while we learn about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the real reason for the season. Welcome to part three of the Jesus Joy in Java special Christmas series. So far in part one, we learned about Angel Gabriel's visit to Zacharias to let him know that his elderly and barren wife Elizabeth would give birth to a son. Their son was no other than John the Baptist, whose mission was to preach about the coming of the Messiah. Last week, we learned about Angel Gabriel's visit to Mary and Joseph. And today, we will conclude with the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'll be reading and paraphrasing from the books of Luke, Matthew, and Micah, so as always, I suggest you go back and read all of the passages on your own. All right, let's jump in. If you had a chance to listen to last week's episode, We left off where the angel Gabriel appeared to Joseph in a dream and tells him not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife. He tells Joseph that the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit and that she will bear a son and to call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph awoke, he did just as the angel told him. So now it was almost time for Mary to give birth, and during this time, Caesar Augustus, the emperor, called for a census to be held. In the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, it reads, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. You see, since Joseph was a descendant of David, he had to go back to Bethlehem to comply with the emperor's order. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says, But you, Bethlehem, though you are little among thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. This is a prophecy which tells us that Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem. God used this census to get Joseph and Mary to travel to Bethlehem just in time for his birth. So because God says that Jesus would come from Bethlehem, God made it happen. He always keeps his promises. He did this by causing the emperor to issue a decree for the census. In Proverbs 21 verse 1, 
it tells us, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Also note that the census that caused Joseph and Mary to come to Bethlehem was the very first of its kind to take place. You see, God uses people and circumstances to do his will in our lives. He is sovereign over everything, as it says in Psalms 115, verse 3. But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Now, as we keep reading about Jesus' birth, we will continue to see how God puts everything into place so perfectly. Joseph and Mary made it to Bethlehem just in time for Jesus' birth. Before leaving on their journey, they probably thought there would be no problem finding a place to stay, but the Feast of Tabernacles just happened to be going on during this time, and there was no vacancy at any of the inns. So they had to settle for a barn where Mary gave birth to Jesus, wrapped him in cloths, and laid him to sleep in a manger. Let's read Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20 together to learn about the very special visit that baby Jesus received from the shepherds. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and kept watching over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into the heaven, the shepherds began to say to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem then, and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. Not only did baby Jesus receive a visit from the shepherds, he was also visited by the Magi. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and have come to worship him. So just a side note here. 
there's something I'd like to point out. It says magi. Not three magi, not three kings, and not three wise men. You see, while growing up in a Catholic home, we always put out our porcelain nativity sets at Christmas time. And there were always three kings, so I always thought it was only three. It could have been more than three. We don't know. But it is my guess that whoever came up with the three kings probably came to that conclusion due to the three gifts which they brought to baby Jesus. The gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Okay, now back to the story. Everyone started to hear about the birth of the Messiah in Bethlehem, even King Herod, and he was troubled. So he sent the Magi to Bethlehem. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 8 through 12, we read that King Herod says to the Magi, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. So after Herod died, we learn that an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph while they were living in Egypt. The angel said to him, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. Joseph then rose to take Jesus and Mary to Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus, the son of Herod, was reigning over Judea, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he headed to Galilee instead. They ended up in the city of Nazareth, as was spoken by the prophets, that the Messiah would be called a Nazarene, and this is where Jesus lived for most of his life. So now I'm going to tell you about one more person who waited a very long time to see the Messiah. His name is Simeon. He was a righteous and devout man. In Luke chapter 2, verses 26 through 35, we read about this beautiful encounter. Let's read those verses together. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and Mary marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, 
The child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Now what can we learn from Simeon? He trusted God and knew God would keep his promise. He watched and waited for the birth of the Messiah with hope and expectancy. Simeon allowed the Holy Spirit to direct his steps. Sisters, this is how we need to be living our lives, with hope and expectancy, knowing that God has a purpose for each and every one of us, and that He is faithful to keep His promises. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to be at work in our lives so that God can reveal our specific purpose. How do we do this? By praying and reading God's Word every day. We must pray for discernment daily so that we don't stray and miss out on His blessings. Let's not take our eyes off of Jesus, especially now, as He is the reason for this season. This concludes our three-part Christmas series. I hope you were blessed and encouraged to dig deeper into the Scriptures. I'm so excited to announce that Season 3 of the Jesus Joy and Java podcast will begin on January 9th, 2023. I will be taking the next two weeks off to prepare for the annual Christmas Eve gathering at my home and to be rested and ready to start a brand new season as we learn about the armor of God. Please use the next two weeks to go back and catch up on any of the previous episodes from seasons one and two you might have missed. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a joyful New Year. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you have rated this podcast or shared it with your sister friends, I appreciate you and send you a big special thank you. Please don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. Also on Instagram at Jesus Joy underscore Java and on YouTube at Jesus Joy and Java. Feel free to email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. Your feedback means a lot to me. Thank you for listening, and I pray your cup may always be filled with Jesus, joy, and java.